are the third public hearing for the 2023 Open Space and Recreation Plan update. Um, just a quick announcement before we get started. Uh, this Open Space and Recreation Plan public hearing is available to be attended in person and via the Zoom platform. In an effort to ensure citizen engagement, citizens will be able to dial into the meeting using the phone number 929-205-6099, or you can use the Zoom application, uh, and the link is in our agenda. And for either using Zoom or dialing in, the meeting number is 863-4507-5948. Uh, you can use star six to toggle between mute and unmute, and star nine to raise your hand uh, if you are dialing in. Uh, you're also welcome to participate in person at town council and, and uh, make hearty thank you to everyone who has been with us throughout the open space and recreation plan process. Um, just before we dive in, so this is our third public hearing. The first was focused primarily on the previous update to the open space and recreation plan from 2016 and focusing on the key goals from the 2016 plan. The second public hearing, which we held in April, was focused on the goals of the 2023 plan based on feedback that we had received um, through our stakeholder meetings and responses to the uh, citizens questionnaire. Um, and, and tonight is to begin to review the draft of the plan itself, um, which was uh, made live about a week ago. Um, so without further ado, I think we'll introduce a few folks here and can dive into any questions or comments. Uh, all right, Mark LePage. Meg Hagan. Pat Gallagher and Rika Lai, who is the real brains behind the operation here. How about that? <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> we know. We know. And Tyler Pazlowski, who keeps us all running and Operational. There you go. Um, do you want to talk through? I know there was one comment letter that Charles River Watershed had submitted. Maybe yes. you want to start with that and then we can open up the floor if anyone has any feedback that they want to provide. Yeah. So, um, so they added more information about um, priority populations which I had actually reached out to, um, uh, who did I reach out? I can't remember which agency I reached out. So I did have this information, I just didn't have it in time um, to include. So we have that. They wanted to add in some language about cold water fisheries. Um, what uh, culvert CRWA has surveyed for stream crossings, which I was there to. You might have seen the photo on LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, the hair, that's me. Um, <laughs> so, um, same thing with wildlife corridors. Um, so those are our aquatic um, corridors, which we did talk about in a previous meeting, I think with just, I think Mark, you were there. Michael Ryan was there and um, Jeff was there. And then they suggest adding language that we are working with CRWA to work on regional land acquisition um, 
and then green stormwater infrastructure and nature-based solutions to improve water quality and quantity in town which actually is a really good um, sentence to add. I will note, and I'm more just being funny here, that Derek actually wrote the stormwater component of it. So he left out his own <laughs> initiatives. <laughs> so um, other than that, I haven't received any other comments about it. Um, there's, there's nothing here. So there is the, there is, um, a Google form open for anybody to submit comments on the draft, otherwise they can always email me um, or send a letter. Um, phone call also works, but that's a little bit more difficult for me to track. So. Um, and you should mention too, if anyone is looking for the draft of the open space plan, oh, yes. um, you can find that by going to franklinma.gov backslash conservation um, and right on the landing page. Mm -hmm. There is a link both to the plan itself uh, as well as to submit comments. Yes. So we encourage you to visit that, review the plan. Um, um, we'll also have QR codes posted around town. Uh, do you want to talk through kind of next steps now that the comment period is open on the plan? Sure, so the common period runs for 30 days, so that's until July 12th, um, upon which I have about a month to implement the comments, and then I will actually go in front of, well, should go in front of the ComCom first for your approval, and then I'll go in front of town council, and then finally to the state. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stretch. This has been, uh, I, I think folks who have been kind of joining us and, and participating and uh, Steve and Allie, uh, you know, thank you both for being here with us throughout. Uh, yeah, I think this has been a, a very, uh, you know, a, a, an intensive project. I think a lot of, a lot of time has gone into this and, and hopefully uh, people can review the plan and, and kind of see, you know, how much um, went into it and, and you know, that we have hopefully incorporated uh, the community's feedback, and, and um, you know, if we haven't, we'd like to know that too. Uh, and, and that's what the comment period is for. Yep. Um, so, and actually, can I just speak? I would like to make a comment to Allie because I would like to tell her about Rex's projects. Okay. So, um, just everybody here in the room, you've met Rex. Hi, Rex. Um, so Rex is my new intern um, for the summer, and he actually showed up um, at an open space office hour. He just walked in, which I, kudos to you for your initiative for that. Um, but he's he's interested in the Riverbend property. That's usually where he he goes, and something that I thought would be great for him to do um, that you know is periphery to the open space plan um, and Allie this is where I would love your specific feedback on it too um, I had asked him to do some research either at reference locations reference conservation areas um, in sister towns or um, by googling some ways that we can make it more accessible now um, so for example Riverbend is it's a very difficult site to navigate with the Charles River and with erosion um, you know, trying to 
figure out how to pave it, not pave it, and navigate that. So what I asked Rex to do is to find out are there what how could we source, for example, like hand railings and could we put those on the slope? Or could we get some, you know, granite blocks and, and stick those into a slope to make at least make a staircase. You know, how can how can we do that? So that is something that uh, he's tasked with doing this this summer. Um, and I just wanted to bring that up because I think I think it's important. And if I was a resident in my town and hearing that, you know, holy crap, they're actually taking something that I said <laughs> throughout, you know, the six months pro process and they're actually doing it, the, you know, the return on investment is high. So that was all. Yay. <laughs> Yay, Rex. <laughs> So, hello. Thanks. Um, yes, are we focusing at, thank you, Rex, this is great. Are we focusing on Riverbend specifically for Rex's research here? Um, I did that because that's something that he, yeah. that's a location he likes, yeah. but um, we had talked about extrapolating that out, so it would be the bell card, it would be all these other areas. Um, and then I thought it would be fun for him to go tour other conservation areas and have a good, good summer and go up and do it. Um, so, I love it. Yeah, good. Good on him. Um, but uh, I don't know if you want me to go right into survey results or not. Yeah, I. I oh, so Allie I had a question. Sorry. Right, Allie, please feel free to jump in. Sorry, Kat. Hi, everyone. It's Allie. Um, I, I really just want to take a moment to say thank you. Um, as someone who lives, as you know, daily life navigating disability, um, I'm like gonna get emotional. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, this is the first time in my, well, I can say whole life, but dis disability's been seven and a half years for me. Um, usually it goes in one ear out the other with people. And I, you know, I know when people don't live the life of needing accessibility, it can be hard to understand. So I get that. And I just clearly, because it's making me emotional, um, just really appreciate um, the fact that you all have been so open to listening and receiving comments, just everything you've been doing month after month after month. And I'm not only seeing it in the actual plan, which I already read the whole thing. <laughs> um, I see it there. I see the action steps. I see your heart. And I also see it trickling into other town meetings now. Like other people are, oh, accessibility, accessibility. And so, Thank you. I feel like you've really been a catalyst for these conversations and it, it just means the world to me. And I know it means a lot to those others in town who navigate disability. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for everything you've been doing. No, thank you. I, again, I, I think um, we rely on people like you to give us this feedback. Um, and, and so, you know, that has been really critical in, in informing how we're thinking about the plan. And I think, you know, for Ryan and others um, who are going to be the ones really implementing a lot of this, um, you know, I, I think it's been really important for him to hear directly from you as well. So thank you. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, if anyone has any questions or comments, um, you know, feel free to raise your hand or pop up, but otherwise our thought was to go through a little bit of the feedback that we had gotten during the 
uh, survey period where the questionnaire was open, and, and I think a lot of that also was important in driving how we were reacting and, and thinking about different themes for the plan. So these are in no particular order, um, and I'm just full transparency kind of winging it. So, um, so the nice thing about Google Forms is they make charts already for you, so I'm just going to go through it. Um, and then for some of the open-ended word uh, related questions, I can just read those. So generally, the majority of people that um, answered are property owners, so that says 95.5% are property owners. Um, with 4.1% being a renter, and then both is 0.4%. Um, generally townies, so that's that's good. <laughs> 20 plus years. It's from what I've been told. <laughs> from my uh, you know social studies of just talking to people, <laughs> it's 20 plus years. <laughs> so uh, generally, when I ask, I'm like I'll be like, oh yeah, you've been here a while. You're a townie. No, no. Um, there's a distinct line between what's a town. Well, it's like two generations, but it's quite a I don't know. Maybe, you know what? I'm probably going to get an email or a phone call tomorrow. So, um, so a lot, primarily families. So 34.8 are family with young children, and then family with older children. And then it goes senior couple or family, and then family, children, no longer at home. And then what would that be? Couple, no children. Um, so this is difficult to read. Um, there was a write-in option, so people ended up just kind of writing in how many people were in their household. Um, but generally, you know, like four to two, yeah. Um, which makes sense since it's families that responded. Um, so number and household requiring access accommodations. Um, again, people wrote in. Um, so this it was generally uh, 6% um, of respondents, I believe. And those that have actually read the plan, and I have read it, but if I'm wrong on that, you correct me. This is a pop quiz. Um, so number and household under the age of 18. Again, um, most people well, reported zero or did not report at all. So, um, similarly, most people were under the age of 65. Um, so this one I actually thought was quite interesting. So the question is how often do you use designated conservation areas in Franklin? And most people responded a few times per year, and then it went one to two times per month on average, weekly, and then once a month on average. So. And then alternatively, Muni or school and rec facilities weekly, a few times per year, one to two times per month on average. Um, I would presume this is a lot of people with families, <laughs> children. 66.3% um, of respondents reported that there were sufficient sidewalks in their immediate neighborhood. I know this question was a little ambiguous. Um, I went back and forth demarcating what immediate neighborhood meant, and I just chose to leave it ambiguous. Um, so I would presume it's within a walkable distance. Um, 
similarly, 56.3 um, believe major roads in Franklin should be striped for bike lanes. This was one I was surprised it wasn't a little bit higher. I was surprised it wasn't higher. Um, and I do not to ever accuse Franklin of being Cambridge, but um, <laughs> hey. Never been to Cambridge. <laughs> uh, but bike lanes are sacrosanct. Oh, yeah. It's not bad. This was one that was a little surprising to mm -hmm. um, this, this I was not surprised at. So 77.1% of respondents have participated in a town of Franklin-sponsored rec activity or have recreated on their own at an open space or conservation area. Um, this one, so I liked this question, and I'll explain why, because 68.7% of respondents reported that they did not foresee opportunity on any lot around town to be purchased, but um, 171 people responded with areas that they think we could purchase. And a lot of those comments were, I don't know. So I'm wondering if people said no just because they don't know, not because they're not in support of. Yes, I mean, this person actually included personal ATs, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, so 43.7% of respondents and 33.8% of respondents said yes and maybe respectively to raising the CPA fund to 3%. So. And this is an interesting one because I think, you know, just passing the CPA was one of the primary goals of the 2016 update and so you know we've certainly come a long way <laughs> um, you know with both Maple Hill and Schmidt Farm being um, acquired through CPA funding um, for a three percent but what would that I, I'm forgetting. We're at 2.5. Yeah. Good odds huh? Mm -hmm. Um, so 87.9% of respondents said that they would support town appropriations for acquisition or construction of additional rec facilities, which I was not surprised about, especially given the number of respondents and the type of respondents. Um, and then this one, uh, we were internally, we were very curious what the response for this one is. So this is seasonal or annual user fees. And it's 55% said no, they would not support it, but 45% said yes. Um, so, and, and just, there, there are several comments um, in the, the survey. No facility, no rec facility charges a fee. Nobody pays to go play. So there's no preferential treatment or anything like that. Um, right, whether it's a town, yes. town spot, like a rec department yes. league or a non-rec department league that's using rec facilities, right? Yes, there is a queue mm -hmm. and that is how it is chosen. Um, so also, we are tied with rec, we being Conservation Commission and Recreation that 87.9% of respondents said they would support town appropriations for acquisition of open space. That's great. Um, to me, that means that those that recreate outdoors also value the outdoors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, same audience. Um, 
interesting though the disparity between that. Well, I guess the maybe's on the uh, company yes, community preservation fund, right? right? You know. Yeah. And I, I, and this is just me speaking personally, not professionally. I would imagine that's probably uh, education component, or people not being sure what it means. They haven't really seen what it does. You know, Maple Hill was purchased, which was great, but. <clears throat> That still needs to be master planned. Schmidt's Farm was only just purchased. They have, you know, residents haven't really been able to see what CPA funds do. Yeah. Good point. And I made a note that that's something we should really be highlighting through the master plan is that that's what the CPA funds have gone for, so that people fully understand what that money is going for, and that they're actually seeing the outcome of it and their personal gain, and the gain of the community. So, right. It is very much like a. How are you framing the narrative, yeah. right? Like, like when people talk about affordable housing, like you think, you know, affordable gets this bad connotation because uh, people think, oh, affordable must mean like, you know, ultra low income, and of course that comes with a lot of crime and all these terrible things. It's like that, like that's misperception, yeah. Right. Um, but that's just how the narrative gets driven. And like, you know, the, the CPA, like the three three percent from, um, yeah, like yeah. How, yeah. how how much in, in dollar terms is that really impacting yeah. your yeah. or your tax bills? Yeah. But um, that's a big impact taking people back. And even even something like user fees. I mean, I I, I think you know, growing up, I grew up in New York. A lot of the state parks in New York have user fees. Um, they're you know it's not a substantial. But I mean, from just a like, how kind of you know, how much care and maintenance do you want this to be able to have? Um, and that's costing someone money. Mm -hmm. But you can also, to your point on the CPA, do a pretty minimal user fee. Mm -hmm. It's an aggregate; it can have a big impact. Yeah. 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 This question is what should be the town's priority? Um, this one I also like. I like the results from this. So improve existing rec facilities actually um, got a medium priority. Acquire and or build additional rec facilities, similarly a medium priority. Improve existing conservation lands for recreation, habitat, and biodiversity at a high priority. And this one Acquire conservation lands for passive recreation. That got a medium priority with 245 respondents, but high priority was 243. <laughs> yeah. Um, this makes me very happy. Yeah. This one. <laughs> this makes me happy. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, one, other than passive recreation, that's how you get people out there, that's how you get interest ultimately, that's how you get funding. Um, but one does beget the other. So I thought it was interesting that it flipped. Um, but generally, and kudos to Ryan, people seem satisfied yeah. with REC. Um, so this is a very long one. Um, I won't go through it generally. Um, but people of all ages, nature walk. And actually, photography um, was big in this open space plan for what people go outside for. 
which I think is great. Um, Brian and I, have, he's actually offering nature photography now. Um, we had a conversation to try and merge um, our two departments in um, opportunities. So that was one. And then I even brought up, I know there's a woman at Delcourt and she does watercolor. So I thought of like paint in the park or something like that. Um, Can you scroll up to the response on swimming? I'm just curious to see. Oh, sure. So 183 for private rec, and that's 10 plus times per year. Uh, 110, four to 10 times per year. 93, one to three times per year. And zero time per, per year is 263. Yeah, no, just because that's something that, that was another, like I think going from the 2016 yeah, that was, to the 20, yep. 23 plan and seeing that kind of what came up mm -hmm. seven years ago and what you know, didn't really seem to be I, as I have a priority and swimming was one of them. And, um, and we talked about that with Ryan a little bit in one of the first meetings and you know, his point was that you know, it's primarily lifeguard driven, right? That they, um, that they were having such a hard time uh, finding lifeguards and so between the Y and the Rondack and, and you know, whatnot. But and, you know, when you have a goal of have a public pool or like a town pool, right? And, um, and, right, it, it's, it, it's difficult. But Very tough. There were still several comments about having a private pool that was, that was in yeah, there. I, I think, you know, again, just for me growing up, having uh, everywhere we ever lived, there was a public town pool, and like that is a gathering it's a place right it's like a library it's a place where people gather it's accessible to everyone you know it's you know far cheaper than private pools you know and, and I understand that there might not be the resources in the space but it was interesting that that wasn't a bigger one mm -hmm. um, oh, this is just an <laughs> I had to break up the question it was a little too long for people um, Yeah, picnicking actually got quite a few responses. I noticed that from. Did, did Cricket make the chart? Remember the, the couple guys talking about that was. Um, I don't think they did, and that might actually be. And I'm just going to admit to something. I might not have actually included that because it didn't come up when I was designing this plan. Yeah, it came, it came up yeah. after. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. But that is in the open space plan that was included. Yeah, yeah. and all their comments are included. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, it is 2025. Uh, Houston is hosting the World Cup championship for it. So it's a current event. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a big deal. Um, and I know one of the schools now, they actually have a, um, a team, like a co-ed team. So the kids go out and play. One of those with elementary schools. So, four things. Um, this was an open-ended comment, so it's in your opinion. What does or question? What does Franklin need more of for rec programs, facilities, or open space? Um, so I'm just gonna scroll through real quick. So open space, open space, pickleball, uh, mountain bike trails, 
um, conservation areas, bike trails, public swimming pool, skateboard park, tennis courts, walking path, hiking trail, hiking trail, hiking trail, updated playgrounds, hiking, walking trails, trails. Um, improvements to current basketball and pickleball courts, tennis courts, biking trails, playgrounds for all ages, affordable golf. Um, we do have a public golf club in Franklin, don't we? Is that Maple Gate public? Um, it's not public in the sense of, it's not a municipal course. I see what you mean. It is not like a club, like a country club. No. I don't you know. Don't need, you don't Clearly, need, so I don't. You don't need to be a member. Okay, I understand. Sure you can play around. I Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's not municipal. Got it. Um, additional pickleball, indoor and outside, community barn, um, better baseball, softball fields, picnic areas, additional conservation areas, public swimming pool, um, splash pad. There's uh, your favorite pad. park, Megan and Pat. Um, Hiking trails, bike path, conservation areas, pickleball courts, that's just a user fee comment, which is important, but we did highlight it. Um, legitimate complex for baseball to host tourneys, lights, concessions. Um, change King Street to a baseball complex. Leave Daisy for soccer. One baseball field at Daisy um, is unplayable in the afternoon sun setting hours due to the sun going down. <laughs> Standing at home plate, ball thrown from pitcher blinds the batters and umpires making it unsafe for players and umpires. Very specific comment. It is a very specific comment. <laughs> uh, community pool, splash pad, more pickleball courts. Um, so anyways, community gardens, nature trails, um, outdoors weren't so expensive. I don't like that. Or amphitheater, that would be fun. Um, bocce court, parkour, spike paths, town swimming pool. Um, don't show Ryan that comment. <laughs> I'm scrolling pretty fast, Mark. <laughs> bike lanes, youth center, um, bike paths and access around Beaver Pond, illegal dirt biking, we talked about that. Skate park, um, town beach. Somebody did say better sand is needed in the area and maybe a few more shade areas. I like the floating dock, but there needs to be lifeguards on it to prevent horse climbing. Um, let's see. More multi-use areas like Delcart. I thought I think that's a really good question. Third question, answer. Sorry, guys, it's been a long day. Um, so expanding the rail trail, it's another comment. Um, so I'm very, very similar. Um, so this is a satisfaction um, question. So how satisfied with you are the places available in Franklin for rec use? Um, mo the majority of people are just satisfied. So 354 responded as satisfied. Um, how satisfied with you are the places available for Franklin for rec use by children? Um, sorry. So the the former question was um, for adults. Um, similarly, for children, 370 individuals said that they were satisfied. Um, how satisfied with you are the places in Franklin for rec use by seniors? Um, neutral, 378. Um, and then how satisfied are you with places available in Franklin for rec use by people with disabilities? Similarly, neutral, 403. But keep in mind, you know, 6% of respondents yep. um, have um, access 
those need access accommodations. So I would imagine that's why it's neutral. It's neither here nor there for individuals that do not need access accommodations. Right, well, and I think for both seniors and people with disabilities, uh -huh. I have a number of dissatisfied responses. And, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so. so I would read that. numbers of respondents for both of those. Yep. So those that responded that do not have families, right? So the majority of people that responded have families. So it, this correlates with that, I would interpret. Um, so to pervert, pre <laughs> preserve open space in Franklin, would you contribute land to the town or other organizations such as a land trust or 501c3 nonprofit? Um, actually, people uh, wrote not applicable. Oh, God, this is flipped. Sorry, the green I thought was yes. Um, so 239 said yes, but 208 said no. So that is, that is a no-go. 75 said yes. I'll, I'll go to the blue, sorry. Um, donate money to the town to acquire and protect land. Um, 321 said maybe. So that, I like that one. Um, rewrite your deed to limit future development of land, i.e. estate planning. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. 88 said yes, um, which is great because we hosted our Converse and Conserve workshop, which was actually um, surrounding estate planning. Sell land to the town at a bargain price. That did not get respondents. <laughs> 22 people said yes. <laughs> um, sell land to the town at a fair market price. Got a little bit more, 79%. Um, sell or contribute conservation restrictions to protect your land for future development. 99 said yes. Um, this might just be um, an education component. There might be an education component to that too with what a CR is. Um, vote for town supported land acquisition if it can be done without raising taxes. 535 said yes. So similarly, you know, people people would like it. Um, it just, it needs to be done. Probably like Schmitz or like Del Carver. He just donated it, you know, on his own accord. Um, Jeez, vote for town supported land acquisition if it meant an increase of 25 cents, which is approximately 2% from the fiscal year 23 rate to 50 cents, which is an approximate 4% from fiscal year 23 rate on the present assessed value of real estate per $1,000. And I can't read what number that is, but the majority of people said yes. Uh, and then approves of, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's promising. I mean, mm -hmm. Um, and then approve zoning changes to guide growth in areas that are less suitable for development, but better for habitat protection, biodiversity, and ecosystem services. That's quite a high of too. Hi. Um, this one makes me very happy. So how important is, oh no, um, well, we're at the end of it, and I just noticed a typo, so that's good. <laughs> now what's done is done. Is it to you to protect and preserve? Um, historic buildings, um, very important at 277. Historic or scenic landscapes, very important at 358. Um, land containing archaeological arc resources, um, 298. Woodland or forested areas, 514. Um, undeveloped land for future generations, 424. 
um, undeveloped land for future rec needs, 300. Land for protection of water resources, 520. Um, land for protection of wildlife, habitat, ecosystem functions, and climate resiliency, 510. Land for groundwater protection, 501. Um, land for landscape connectivity, connections to other land, 297. Land abutting existing, existing conservation areas, 313. Um, land for farming, or is that, or that is in active ag use, 329. Land that is important to mitigating the impacts of climate change, 435. And land that provides public access to water bodies, 342. I like that question. Um, so how important is it for you to be able to access Franklin's open space and natural areas, trails, and or rec destinations by walking or biking explicitly in 600? 64.4% um, said very important, and 29% said moderately important. Yeah, they don't look like things. I know. Isn't that interesting? Um, yes. Hmm? I want to trust there's somebody that wouldn't look like things. Like maybe be neutral on it, but they'd be like against them, it seems. A little, uh, and maybe it, maybe it was, maybe it's, I I only read this one way, but I guess I could think maybe people thought while you're there. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But that's just my my bias. I only read it one way. Do we know arguments against bike lanes? Like thinking about it in an open mind, like why would someone? Have you heard any feedback of why people might be against? I haven't heard anything explicitly, but from what I've heard at from other staff or what I've gathered at other meetings, the one thing that I can think of is just more congestion. What about cost? The cost. Oh, okay, that's a good point. The cost. Yeah, and ground uh, like highway transportation. That's not an enterprise like water and sewer is. Water and sewer pays for itself. Um, where the others have to come up with taxes. Good point. You made a good point too. There's some tough intersections in town. Mm -hmm. Pretty rough as it is. That's the only thing I can think of. And I know, for example, one or two big um, projects right now that have um, a component of them that is to enhance transportation and for better or for worse, you know, community was not for that, even though they are striping or putting in walking paths and things like that. I think it is interesting looking at you know, how different communities handle that and, and like if you know it's automatic that when you're you know when you're putting in new utilities and when you're digging up the ruin anyway or when you're resurfacing that you're putting in, you know, because all all of these roads are designed, you know, current code. You know, requires a shoulder of that's width, and I mean, there's space built in on most public ways to put in a bike lane, at least on one side of the road. And a lot of communities are requiring that as part of you know any public works projects. Um, I mean, I think especially looking at like you've got the Holliston Rail Trail, um, you've got the SNAP, like there's no real connection in between them. Um, I don't know, it seems like an opportunity. Or downtown. To any other resources, right? Right. You know, I think um, 
I mean, I, I think just, you know, having, and, and it seems like as far as the sidewalks question, that people are generally satisfied with the sidewalks in their neighborhood, but I think sidewalks and bike lanes go pretty hand in hand in terms of connecting different, you know, parts of town and, and you know, making it easier for people to get around without having to hop in a car and do it. I mean, even the Grove Street shared use path I received calls on for in support of and not support of too. So and that's not it's worth my funding. It's grant awarded. Yeah. Right. So any, any specifics on on the pros or cons? Just general work in the area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Construction, got it. Okay. Or not understanding how it's funded. That was actually a big one. Um, so I like this one. So how do you receive information about open space and rec opportunities in Franklin? And 58.9% of the town webpage. That's good. Yep. And 54.2%, which I know this was a, people could select multiple answers, which is why they don't equal 100 the percentages. But 54.2% um, said social media. And then just to answer an unasked question, but a previous inquiry, 22.1% said local newspaper. <laughs> yeah, this was one at our prior public hearing. There were a few people who were saying, like, we, like, we're glad to hear about all of these open spaces that we apparently have in Franklin. <laughs> that the uh, education have that we need to make sure people are aware of all these places. And I think one of the things we talked about that um, you know isn't necessarily applicable to this question, but you know, just directional signage and like having you know maps of the town's open spaces at some of the major open spaces. So that if you're in the town common, like say like oh, go this way to get to Beaver, this way to Del Park, this way to Maple Hill. Um, I think that's something that you know would go a long way toward. It was interesting to see at the farmers market this week because um, we had a QR code that led you directly to the website for the maps of um, the trails in Franklin, as well as copies of the printed version of the trails as well. It was interesting to see demographics take which <laughs> it was the same content, both you know, the print and QR code. So yeah. I think it's certainly something that we need to keep in mind that if we're at a point where we need to be. Um, Supporting yeah. a lot of different uh, avenues here for dissemination of information. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of feedback on that yeah. one night. Yeah, actually, yeah. just sorry, I didn't just mean. Great. Um, that's actually something we did receive hard copy survey responses. Those are not like okay. They're de minimis, so they don't really change, you know, majority. But um, I just thought it was worthy. Okay. Um, Something I did want to do, though, um, back in 20, 2008, um, after the open space plan, there was a booklet made walking around in Franklin. Um, and it, there are hand-drawn maps, which I think is beautiful, but also doesn't really reflect where you are, um, um, combined with a little write-up blurb of each conservation or rec area around town. So feasibly residents could come take one and then there's their like guidebook. Um, also 
not unlike what we have for Delcarte, which we previously made. I would love to make those again, um, but I will be coming to you guys for that later, at a later date. Fun. It's a good idea. Yeah, I think it would be again. I'd love to do it. And we can also make digital copies, you know, we yeah, only have digital ones, but I think it would be great to do both and have them available here and at the library and then you have the digital copies for those that prefer that. Mm -hmm. QR code to go along with it to easily access. Or maybe, and this is not my preferred method, but Ryan can take it out and then people, then it's, it's a lot easier for Ryan to do exchanges than I am to do exchanges. Um, Anyways, uh, favorite public open space or rec area? Delcarts Net, Delcarts Net, Snet, State Forest, Beaver Pond, Daisy, Delcarts Net, Delcarts Net, Town Forest, Riverbend, King Street, Maple Hill, Daisy, Delcart, 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 Beaver Pond, all of them. King Street, King Street, Daisy, Delcart, Delcarts Net, State Forest, Franklin State Forest, King Street, Fletcher, Snet, Delcart, Delcart, and Snet, Snet, Daisy, none, Delcart, Fletcher, sorry, um, Daisy, um, because of neighborhood proximity and dog park and Snap Trail, King Street, specifically for Pickleball, King Street, Beaver Pond, King Street. King Street has everything. Um, Jefferson, Delcart um, is an interesting comment. It has something for everyone in the family, yet the trails aren't too difficult or hard for the little ones. Oh, I thought it said that the trails were difficult. Never mind. Um, Delcart, 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 Delcart. Snet, Delcart, Beaver Pond, Delcart, Snet, State Forest, hopefully soon, Schmitz Farm. Beaver Street, Snet, Delcart, Delcart, Beaver Pond, Delcart, Snet, Delcart. Oh, the new updates are great. Yay. Um, Delcart and Franklin Forest, Delcart, Conservation Land and King Street for Rec, Delcart, State Forest, Snet, Daisy's, uh, or Daisy, Beaver Pond, Delcart, Snet, Maple Hill, Schmidt, when available. Uh, Delcart, Delcart Town Forest, so I think Delcart actually gets used quite a bit. <laughs> um, and then unfortunately this, because this is a, um, uh, a wide range of responses. Yeah, there's a wide range of responses and these aren't correlated um, right now because it's not in landscape. So this, this question actually correlates to favorite public space. So then people were able to respond how they could be improved. Um, so unfortunately right now, I'm, I don't know which space correlates to what response, but restrooms, improve, improve visibility at crosswalk, restrooms, um, parking, which is probably at the cart. Um, bathrooms, pickleball courts, parking, um, I would like to hike Maple Hill, but I do not want to park where the trails are marked. Um, better trail markings in Franklin Forest. Would love to see more creative, tall, and interesting playground structures. Education about tick-borne illnesses, um, which is something we can easily do, especially in kiosks. Um, make, making things accessible as possible so everyone can enjoy being outdoors. More parking for field events, tennis courts. Raise the walking path higher so it doesn't get covered with rainwater and turn into mud. Um, shade on playgrounds. Uh, yeah, paved area for road bikes. So they're very similar throughout all of it. 
Thank you for dealing with me scrolling and reading and thinking <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's about all of it. Um, at, in the plan, we are still, um, since we needed to get it out for comment, um, right now these are not in there. They're, they're spoken about, they are reflected. Um, but I've actually been working with Natalie to make nice tables so they all correlate together so it's more easily digestible. So those will be in there, um, hopefully. I, mean, I was actually thinking about sliding those in there and then re-announcing that there's an updated version so people can still provide comments on that. So thank you for listening to me talk for an hour. I mean, it's not unlike what you already do, but. <laughs> well, I think it's helpful just to see kind of like how many different data points yeah. that you're accountable for here. This isn't like a really like quantitative analysis of like, right? Like it's, you're, you're, we've got, how many different open spaces do we have in the, um, like 35 or 40 or so that yeah. we're highlighting and, and there's like many over 5,000 acres. Were, right, and so um, taking care of all of those spaces and like uh, different uses for each of them and different people using them and various kind of graphics and I think it's, it's a lot to pull together. <laughs> I will say I'm impressed that there are so many different opinions in there seeing we didn't get quite the number of people we were hoping to get for respondents, but I think we got a wide demographic in general. Um, so that was nice to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh man, I mentioned the statistic before that even though we only received 714 responses. That was, what, 5% of households? Or something like an equivalent to 5%? Like for a survey, 5% sample size of your total population is pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think there's definitely a preference to focus on open spaces and conservation areas. That's one like really clear correlation that you know, being comes out of that. Um, so, I did mention. So I said over five thousand acres. I really like this table. It's appendix. It's appendix C. Um, in the pri previous plan, it was appendix B, but I shifted things around. Um, so for all chapter 61A and B lands, so chapter 61 is forestry, 61A is ag, and 61B is rec. Um, it's just over a thousand acres in town. This is private, um, not conservation area, but um, Chapter 61, so it's a tax incentive program. Um, but people, taking, that's already subtracted minimum. Yep. Um, so that's these are lands that people are um, for 61B and 61A not touching. I mean, they're still doing work. They're still timber harvesting, or they have rec there. And then 61A is purely ag. And the significance of that, just for folks who aren't familiar with Chapter 61, um, is that once you file to classify your property under one of these sections, um, there's tax relief that comes with that. Um, you know, the policy, like this is kind of state policy saying we want to encourage these uses. 
um, and, and provide for tax relief if you're doing so on your property. But the trade-off for that tax relief is that when you go to sell or when you go to convert to a different use, either of those things triggers, in most cases, a, a right of first refusal to the town, or the town would have the ability um, to purchase that property um, at its you know, market kind of appraised value. So and that's why we kind of highlight this in the open space plan and, and like talking through estate planning and like how you're kind of owning your land and thinking about that. Um, and that that was how the town was able to acquire Schmidt Farm and make a home of those properties were protected under Chapter 61, therefore and subdivisions have been, you know, proposed and, and planned on both of those. Um, you know, to different degrees, I think, but um, that triggered the town ability to purchase those properties. Um, What's the difference between 61 and A and B? A is AG, B is REC. B will be as REC. So things like um, so Camp Maple Bay. Yeah, oh, Maple Bay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's just straight 61 is. Forestry, timber okay. harvest. Oh, okay. Mike Downey. Yep. 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 Um, so then, federal-owned public, 466. Although, while this is listed as public, a lot of this is actually a functioning system for flood storage for the Charles. Just because it's public, it's not necessarily accessible, and it is work. It's a working ecosystem, um, so that's what it that's what it does. Um, you'll see over here, accessible. No, 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 no. <laughs> so. And how much acreage was that for? Four, four sixty-five, four sixty-six. Yeah. Um, and then just for what it's worth, and this is more just a educational sentence. For people that don't understand what conservation does, I network with all these people, all of these lands. They still fall within the realm of the conservation department. Um, so Metacomet has 63 acres. Um, other private parcels of interest, so 508. So a lot of this is the churches, Ben Franklin, um, Tri-County. So private recreation, 170. Similarly, BFW, Camp Heisen. Oh, I'm sorry. Camp Heisen does have chapter, but they're also listed in private um, rec. State-owned public rec recreation, so that's SNET and the State Forest, so that's 838 acres. Town-owned, um, so 176 acres approximately. However, um, I did notice that town-owned DPW, some of them are listed as conservation open space, but there's a pump house on it or something of that nature. Um, so there are a few additional um, acres that are conservation open space. But this would be under um, direct jurisdiction of ConCom. So that's a lot. Um, town-owned DPW, 366 inevitably wet in some portion. Um, Franklin Public Schools, 190 acres approximately. 
and then possible future conservation open space is 275. So these are things we're keeping our eye on and or what was written into by comments and then public rack is 325 acres. So there's a lot of acreage. Of the the town-owned possible future conservation, is that mostly forest or what? What is? What are those areas today? Or does it vary? It varies. Although so far there's only two commercial. The rest is rural residential. I I would say probably forest. There's three business, four business. One and uh, three industrial so far. So there's plots inside other industrial, within industrial, other industrial businesses. Well, those would be parcels that are zoned as in, so this is zoning. Yeah. Um, so what I was looking at is trying to figure out, okay, okay, so it's not at Forge Park. Yeah. yeah it's not, it's not down there, it's somewhere yeah. out here. Yeah. Um, and what I was trying to map in my brain. Yeah. Um, but, Actually, Pat, to answer your questions, since it all says Franklin Town of, those are probably just random acre, two acre parcels that are just there either for connectivity or, for example, to protect a wellhead. I've noticed that DPW has purchased property out here that just to ensure that there is an encroachment um, near their wellhead or in a water resource area and things of that nature. Um, so. Even though we have our big conservation areas that are named, for example, there's actually a lot of other little conservation areas that I manage that don't have passive rec. They're just there. Um, and, and they do function as wildlife corridor one way or the other. Are those mapped on GIS? It would be. Um, and we don't need to look at them now, but I'd just be curious to kind of see where they could be. Um, this one, Tia Place, for example, that. Um, actually glad we landed on that one. So that is a property here. And then here is a, um, a town water tower. And then there's access to the adjacent parcel that we just purchased for Schmitz. And then there's Schmitz. So like that's a really good example where there's just a parcel that's just here. There's a DPW owned working facility. And now there's access here. So likely that parcel will actually come in concert. Right, yeah, no, I, I think be kind of a long-term thing but to look at some of these parcels that we can get them out. you know otherwise are kind of like isolated spaces but you know if they connect two different spaces or if they provide an avenue for connecting you know i think um, and natalie has a layer for this um and then i also asked her to make a, a shape file for um what residents wrote in us is what they're interested in so you can toggle Anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to keep people longer. I just thought this was an interesting table with all yeah, the acreage. Uh, I think so. Interesting to look at. Mm -hmm. And sorry in advance for anybody that sees their name in the hole. <laughs> Oh, I, I, uh, you know, if anyone has any comments, um, you know, questions about the plan, anything you'd 
Pete Sherlock, Tim Myers Drive, uh, Community Information Director Volunteer, Frank the Radio, Frank Public TV, etc. Uh, yes, thank you to all your work and certainly Brian Lyons' work. The amount of information that came out in the entire series is just, it's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, you have to take the feedback because I've been watching. I haven't commented specifically because I'm a reporter, but uh, I'm also a citizen and resident. So, um, a couple of other data points to put in regards to some of the conversations tonight. Uh, respectfully, roads are not, in regards to roads question and bike lanes, Pond Street, granted, has the width to put a bike lane on. Pleasant Street, no. And there are lots of roads like both of those throughout the town. So when you've got a question focus just on should you have, some of that's going to be practical, some of that's not. So just a data point there. Kudos to the accessibility in terms of the overall piece. The best practice we try to do though is if you're going to put out a QR code, also put the link as linkable and not just the link in the image because then you can't click within the image to get the link. And then paper, and you have done paper. So yes, that is also good. Um, one of the feedbacks that we from the TV coming out of the last election was some of us have done interviews with the candidates, audio, video, or text, but not necessarily all three of them were available for a specific candidate. So that was feedback that we got from the survey of the voters at the time, and we've been trying to look to do that going forward, and it's a challenge. Um, but it's something that at least to try and make it accessible, and especially to share, because yeah, even coming out of COVID, you didn't want to do paper-based things, but there are those that still need the paper-based things. In some cases, paper makes much more of a practical use. In some cases, when you get the smartphone and they're accessible and usable, the QR code works, the website works. So then using a PDF and then putting it on the page, now you've kind of leveraged that creation and it still makes it accessible. So a couple of quick thoughts coming out of the, the scrolling presentation. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing what you do. It keeps me busy keeping it up so that everybody else can find out what you're doing, ultimately come back and comment. So, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, Mark Minichelli, uh, 31 Longfellow Drive here in Franklin. Um, sorry I came in late, so I didn't, I didn't see the full presentation, Brika. Um, but regarding uh, the bike lane comments, I'm, I'm surprised that it was so, it sounds like it was against more so than four bike lanes. Yeah, I'm surprised, but I am a cyclist as well. I'd, I'd like to recommend an alternative to full bike lanes is some better signage. Um, I've been in communities where, um, you know, an occasional sign on a, on a road just even like Pleasant Street where there may not be enough room for a bike lane, but certainly there's still a lot of cyclists that use that road. Um, a, a few well-placed signs reminding motorists uh, to either share the road or reminding motorists how many feet they should give uh, to when, when, when passing a cyclist on the road um, can be, I think, can be very helpful. And uh, again, I didn't see the entire presentation, but I would like to emphasize um, a different type of accessibility. Uh, I, I would love to see more um, access for uh, people with disabilities. 
to more of the open spaces. I know we have some. Um, uh, I, I, my, myself, my family lived in a part of New Jersey uh, where we had a handicapped, physically handicapped friend. Um, and it was enormously important to him when we could get him out into open spaces. Um, and it's, it's tough to do that on many of the Franklin open spaces. So if we can, and again, I apologize because maybe it's, maybe it's already well into the plan, but if it's not, I would really like to emphasize the importance of, um, of giving everybody a chance to, to enjoy the outdoor spaces that we have. Thanks, 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 Dave. Uh, and to that last comment, I would just note, because it had, we haven't talked about it yet tonight, but um, Brian Jetty and his staff at the Rec Department um, recently completed their accessibility survey of all of the towns. I think, is it just rec areas, or is it open space and rec areas? Um, it's playground. So like so, Belcart was in there, but generally just rec areas, yeah. So primarily rec areas, but um, you know, and that is incorporated into the open space study. Um, and I think that's something that you know Brian is taking a close look at as there. And one of the things we talked a lot about throughout this process was like as you are um, updating playgrounds for you know just as one example, and the, there's new surfacing that is in use that you know you can see at some playgrounds in the area and choke and met that way. It's one of our even on Mason Street, even on Mason Street, and, and Street. The new Mason Street. Street. So um, and you know to say like really putting a focus and and I think um, <coughs> Mason Street was just completed. Um, Fletcher is on the list in the next year or so. Uh, King Street Memorial, uh, Dacey. Um, you know, so I think that's the the order that the rec department is currently looking at and, mm -hmm. and like really prioritizing as they're making those updates anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Brian heard that message loud and clear to, to really try and focus on um, you know surfacing on um, walkways and making sure they're wide enough. Um, and, Entrances, I think, you know, at Delcart, one of the things that, that we heard, and, and you know, whether for wheelchairs or strollers, a, a lot of the openings and pathways just aren't wide enough, and the grades are too steep, and, and things like that. So, um, definitely something that, that we're going to take a look at. Good, thanks. And I think certainly to add to that, it's, um, I think, well written within the open space plan as well, that that's certainly a focus for us, and I think that's something we'll bring into the master plan as well for the town going forward and accessibility for our open spaces as well. Um, I know we had in one of our recent meetings a presentation on um, an update to the sculpture park and accessibility there as well was, was a part of the, the topic of conversation and what else we can do to um, increase accessibility as they make some updates there. So I think it's top of mind for us right now and thank you so much for coming to stress that as well.
uh, I think we can probably, um, you know, that's a good note to end it on for tonight. Um, but want to emphasize that this is a 30-day comment period. And, and um, so again, you can access the open space plan on franklinma.gov backslash conservation. Um, we're happy to coordinate if, if uh, it would be helpful to have a hard copy. Um, call Brigalai, um, email her, happy to coordinate getting you hard copies of that um, if that would be helpful. And um, you can submit comments through the Google form on our website um, or by email, those are the two preferred. Um, and uh, you know, if, if you have any questions, uh, just pick up the phone and, and we're available um, to chat. Um, and otherwise, look forward to getting this finalized and, and before uh, town council in the next couple of months. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Brika. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.